You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Welcome back. Today we are talking to my girlfriend, who you will find out through the episode is now my fiance. And no, I did not propose to her on this episode, but you're going to hear that we have been together for some years and we will be getting married soon. And the whole podcast is an interview talking about how we met. It's talking about how we live our lifestyle and just discussing how things came to be and how she felt about the beginning of the relationship and what were some of the things that she saw. So you're going to learn some things. I'm going to be telling you how the whole It's funny saying it like this, the whole courtship process worked, I guess, between us. So I thought it'd be interesting for you to hear. And I had a fun time doing it. She had a fun time doing it. I wanted to have her on almost a year ago, but we never got around to it. And I think she was a little nervous. It sounded like it to come on. She's very social, but it's not very easy for someone to just come on and all of a sudden be talking to a mic and saying vulnerable things, which you are going to hear from her. And you're going to hear the reality of of what it's like to be in a relationship. And I think it's very interesting. And I had a great time. And I think she did too. I hope she did. She seemed like she was having a good time. Point is, we had a great conversation. It was honest. It was real. It was raw. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. And if anything, you're going to get to know me a little bit. So if you've been a listener of the podcast for several weeks to several years, you're going to learn about the way I crafted this relationship and what I wanted in a relationship, and you'll even see the dynamic between us. So I think that might be interesting for you. So give her a shot. Give her a warm welcome. I say, let's just get into it today. Here's my discussion, my conversation with Megan. Hello. First off, I want to say uh, thank you for doing this. It only took 600 episodes. (laughs) Not that I wanted, well, I didn't know you when I first started this podcast, but I wanted you on this podcast at least a couple of years ago. Yeah. You've definitely asked me multiple times. Why is it taking so long? Well, I don't like talking (laughs) (laughs) and that's kind of the point of a podcast. So (laughs) that's true. Well, you like dancing more. I like dancing. Yes. Yes. Well, thanks for doing this. Yeah. I'm excited. Although yeah, we're. Uh, I'm gonna take it easy on you. I'm, you know, yeah, I trust I'm gonna, you. I'll treat you like every other guest. I trust you. That's why I'm sitting over here. Okay, good. Well, we have a little wine. Let's describe the vibe in the office today. Ambiance. Yeah. What's the ambiance? What do you see? Um, we're in your office, which is very vibey because it's dark in Chicago. We got our awesome floor lamp lit. We got our candle going. We got some red wine poured. So it's nice and chill in here. It's good vibes. It is. We're drinking a blend, a red blend. A, blend. a 1985. We only had to strain it six times. Literally, we did. So <laughs> this is not an ad, although it's going to sound like one. We got our wine from winebid.com. <laughs> we got this wine from winebid.com, which is a website that I found from someone on TikTok. 
and you bid on wines and you can bid on wines that are even really old. So I ended up bidding on like three or four wines. And the cool thing is you can bid on a wine that's like five grand, but you can also bid on a wine that's like 20 bucks, 30 bucks. And so people are selling really old wines for really cheap. So I went on there and I decided, let's do the year I was born. So I got a 1985. You're aging yourself. I know. It's okay. <laughs> My it's audience It's pretty good knows. though. Yeah, it is good. It is good. We strained it. It's from 1985 and uh, we were doing dry January. Mm-hmm. Which, not uh, anymore. Not anymore. Now it's February. Now it's wet February, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sounds funny. <laughs> okay, so you're here. We're having some wine. A candle is lit. We're enjoying... I guess, why did I do this? Why did I want to have you on the podcast? I don't know. I just think it it makes sense. I'm a dating coach. I teach men how to meet women. And you're my woman. I mean, I don't, I don't own you, <laughs> but you're my... Well, you actually are my fiance. Yeah. I was thinking you were going to call me a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Well, the title of the podcast is Girlfriend. Okay. Because I just feel like fiance... It doesn't have the same ring to it. It's really, and yeah, it doesn't have the same ring. It's very temporary. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, we were a boyfriend and girlfriend for a while before I was fiance. True. Exactly. So it works. So it works. But yes, for those of you who don't know, yes, I am getting married to this woman who is talking into the mic right across from me. It's me. We're very excited. <laughs> getting married in a couple months. Guys, that does not mean the podcast is over. The podcast continues to go <laughs> This strong. is a farewell tour. Yeah. <laughs> drinking some wine just going out gonna get wasted on this episode and just call it a day no but we're really excited proposed to you how long ago was it now it was not this past december but december 2020 yeah so it's been quarantine year 14 months about we had a long engagement with covid and we've been wedding planning probably since we got back from hawaii So it's been like a long engagement, but now we're kind of down to the wire where all the big decisions have been made. It's just the little things to like get us to the finish line. Are you stressed? A little bit. (laughs) How stressed are you on a scale one through 10? 10 is you're freaking out and zero is I feel nothing. Well, I wouldn't say I'm super, it's different every day because you know, you have different problems that come up each day, but I think my level is probably like a six. Okay. That's not so bad. Yeah. Six is manageable. It's manageable. It's interesting. They say, or what I heard, maybe you've heard this, that it really tests a couple. The wedding planning process mm-hmm. really tests a couple. And yeah. there's people who who don't always make it. Really? That's, I mean, I don't have statistics on this. I but mean, usually by the time you I've get engaged, stories. I would hope that you can make it through the planning. But yeah, that's crazy. Well, it can look, be very stressful. Look, we get stressed. It's not that much we get stressed, but we feel it. Definitely. I mean, it's a lot of just decision making together. So I guess that's where that comes into play. Right. And everyone has a different opinion. I have an opinion, you have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, hopefully you're with someone where you guys, if you're making co-decisions, which like you said, it's a billion decisions for a wedding mm-hmm. that you guys are seeing eye to eye. And if you're not. Luckily, you and I, we have a pretty like similar vision even when it comes to like how we decorate our home and what we like to eat. Yeah. We're pretty much like on the same wave, which yeah, is good. That helps. Mm-hmm. That helps a lot. Yeah. I guess that's what the dating process is about, right? Figuring out if you mesh well with the person. Yeah. 
and we mesh well. Is there any, where, where do we not mesh well? You love to talk and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the, probably the one. I think you're doing pretty well though. Thank you. I think you're doing well. It's the wine. Yeah. Like even I had my brother on and I remember having him on. He's a psychologist. And even for him, I feel like you're even talking a little bit more than he is. Like you're offering up more mm. than we he We love is. Brandon though. We do. We love Dr. Brandon. Yeah, so we're getting married, so we're excited about that. And I thought it'd be fun to have you on and just chat about how we met. I think it'd be interesting for people to hear about that process. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can even, we can talk about what is it like to be with a dating coach? That's a weird thing, right? Like how many women in the world can say that they're with a dating coach? There's not many dating coaches out there. So it's probably a unique experience for you. Yeah, a little bit. So we can talk about that and who knows where it goes. So let's talk about how we met. I think that would be interesting. You want to start or you want me to start? Okay, I'll start. So we met through a mutual friend. And it's funny when I start this story because I don't feel like we met through mutual friends. Like when someone says, oh, I met through mutual friends. It felt more serendipitous than that. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, it wasn't like a friend introduced or we were at the same party. Mm-hmm. It was through work, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, we both were doing our thing. Yeah, so what, why don't you explain what you do for work? So I am a dancer, which means most of my time is spent creating choreography and also teaching dance. So I work at a dance studio in Chicago, and I teach all adult dance classes. So dance cardio, we have adult company that, you know, they've got jazz contemporary, modern, hip hop. They do all the different styles. So at the time that we met, I was directing the adult dance program. So I was there all the time. I was always working at the studio, even when I wasn't in the actual space creating and teaching, I was doing admin work behind the scenes. So that's kind of how I was there. I think when you ended up coming. Yeah. Because it wasn't during like my class times. So one day my boss comes up to me and she's like, I'm filming this video with one of my friends today. Like you should come. You should be a part of it. Like even if you can just like take behind the scenes footage for the Instagram, whatever. I said, okay, I'll be there. Like sounds fun. And what did you say? What was well, the first I'll thing? tell my part. Okay. So the reason why I showed up to the dance studio was because I wanted to film a video, which you can still see online. It's on the YouTube channel. I wanted to do a dance video. I'm always doing different types of podcasts and YouTube videos, all related to different stuff that I can teach guys. How to twirl a girl. Yes. I think the title, though, is How to Seduce a Girl on the Dance Floor. Or one move. One move to seduce (laughs) her, which I believe it does. Well, clearly it worked over here. It, It worked. It worked. You can even see the dance move between Megan and I. The day we met is... On video. It's Go on check video. it out. It's filmed. I think that's pretty cool. I think it's pretty adorable. It is. It's definitely adorable. And so I went to the studio to film it with my friend who is Megan's boss. And I show up. I bring all my lights and yeah, the lights I'm literally looking at right now that are right behind you. Mm-hmm. Bring the lights and I bring the camera and the tripod. And she says, oh, I have some of my girls here. They're going to they're gonna help out with the shoot. And so I remember introducing myself to all the different girls Mm -hmm. because there was a few there that day. Yeah, I think you met three of us. I met three of you. Two of you stayed for the actual shoot. Mm -hmm. And I remember 
the moment where I met you on the second floor, shaking your hand. And oh, yeah. I was like, oh, she's cute. Oh, and can I just put a little detail out there? Sure. Because I was wearing the deepest V-neck shirt. Or was it a scoop neck shirt I've it was ever a, it was a deep scoop. seen? But it worked for me. I was like, ooh, look at those clavicles, that chick's there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was the deepest V I've ever seen. I love that thing. I wore that you a lot. You don't have it anymore, but. No, because. I think got... I think I started wearing it after you retired it. Yeah. I but... kind of gave it to you because it was like uh, it was from Zara and, you know, Zara H&M. Those things don't last that long. Right. You're good for six months. It was good in the moment, though. Yeah, it was good in the moment. And we met and, and then, yeah, I remember meeting you. I thought, OK, she's cute. And then we did the video. We did the video. Mainly it was just me and your boss, Jessica. Mm -hmm. But then you and the other girl made a cameo where I practiced the dance move on both of you. Right. That's the part that's on camera. It's like three seconds. It's like three seconds. And it was. But there's sparks flying everywhere. Oh, yeah. You could just see it. <laughs> you could see us. I remember, you can even see me looking into your eyes. It's pretty cute. It's great. And so after that. I ended up getting, see, people always ask me when I tell this story, so like, how did you get her number? Mm -hmm. And you got it right away. I did. And I wish I could say that this was like a smooth way of getting your number. But honestly, it was really natural. It was, I wasn't, the way that I got your number wasn't me trying to go, this is how I'll get her number. Right. Because realistically, you could have just gotten it from my boss. Right. After the fact, if you really wanted it. Right. But instead... I was taking behind the scenes videos yes. and he said, hey, will you send me those? I don't know why I didn't just airdrop them. No. Maybe well, I was pushing the moves and I was like, here, what's your number? I'll send them. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe subconsciously we're just like, we need to connect somehow. Mm -hmm. So then I got your number. I remember that day you followed me on Instagram. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that was kind of because like I was tagging thing. you in the post, too. Oh, man. I was tagging you in our dance studio's yeah. story. So I was like, oh. And I followed you on my personal, too. Yes. So you followed me and I followed you back. But then there was a moment there where I thought, okay, I have her number. I would like to ask her out. But I didn't do it right away because I didn't want it to be weird and just ask you out without saying something to my friend mm -hmm. it just didn't feel right mm -hmm. i couldn't go behind her back i didn't want to make things weird what if she was so i guess my point is i asked her i kind of asked her permission in a sense where i just want to see like is this cool like is this cool if i do that right will you be weirded out if i ask your employee on a date yeah because i don't know what if it, i just wanted to be cool as my friend it's a business I get it. it was a respect move i just wanted to be sensitive to it and for it not to be strange. So that was my reasoning behind it. And then I felt kind of dumb because then she goes. She said, I would never get in the way of anyone's destiny. Legit, word, <laughs> word for word, that was her text. I, will, I, I can't like, forget it. It's like embedded in my brain. Because Jessica is a very funny, unique character. Yeah, she is. So. It's very fitting. So then what happened? So then the only thing I remember is I texted you and sent you the complete video. That's the first text you sent me. It was like, here's the finished video. Yeah, it was like a week later. I think it was like we filmed it like on a Thursday and you sent that like on a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, something like that. Okay, so maybe it was like half a week. 
But we started following each other before that weekend and weren't we messaging on Instagram? That's it. Yeah, we were DMing. I replied to one of your stories right? where I saw that you were at some fair and I said, where is this? And to be honest, I didn't really care where it was. I just wanted to kind of start, you wanted a, little, to come to start the a little fair. combo with you. It's funny because I say all the time on here, like, don't text to build attraction and all this stuff. And I really wasn't. I was kind of just like, oh, I'm just going to ping her a little bit. You were putting the feelers out. I kind of wanted to see how she was going to respond. And in my head, I knew exactly what I was going to do next. I yeah. knew that, okay, I'll just, there was an opportunity. It wasn't like I was like, I have to DM her. How will I do it? It's like, <laughs> here's an opportunity. I did it. But I did know in the back of my head, okay, I'll send her the video. And then I'll he ask her He had a plan. Out. Had a plan. As dating coaches probably do. I mean, you'd hope so on some level. So then I sent you the video. And then I just asked her out to a drink. Mm-hmm. The end. And that's the end. And then you said yes. I said yes. And I came. That's right. Someone recently asked me, they said, I think it was a guest I had. They said, did you kiss her on the first date? I said, yes, I did. He sure did. He did. Kissed. And it was nice out. So it from the nice. bar, I walked summer. home. Yeah. You walked me all the way home. It's two miles. <laughs> we went on a two mile walk on our first date, but it was like kind of nice. It kind of just happened naturally because we were just talking the whole time. I wanted to come inside, but I don't, I don't think you were ready for that yet. No, I wasn't. I take it slow. Yeah. <laughs> so. So that's how we that met. That was it. That was how we met. So if you want to go watch the first day we met, go to the YouTube channel and search How to Seduce a Girl. Yeah, Dance Seduce Trip. You'll find it. It will probably come up and it's me dancing with her boss and and you can check it out. Okay, so here's some questions, some thoughts. What was it that you found attractive about me and what drew you to feeling attracted when we were first dating? I think my initial first attraction, like right when I met you, was your confidence. Like you just felt very comfortable like talking and like you were doing your work thing too. So I was like, oh, he's like really into this. He's like, this is his like his jam. You know, you're like setting up the room. And then even just like when you were doing the takes, I'm like, oh, wow. Like he's really good at like talking on camera too. And even talking to you like one-on-one, even though when we first met, told me that I was too old to be a millennial, which yeah. was <laughs> offensive. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> so there's a there's term a, called yeah. a neg. What's that? A neg is, it's a, it's a pickup term. Oh. You tease or put down a girl. Is that what you did? No, that's the funny thing. It's not about it. You I'm unintentionally trying. negged me. Sometimes that, you know, sometimes... Actually, I probably, I, up. It, I wouldn't have been that offended from it, but Jessica really made it a big deal in the moment. And I was like, oh, I'm not old. But yeah, it was just like your confidence just sucked me in right away. And I'm like, who is this dating coach? You saw me in my element. I did. I saw him in his element. And I think like, that's really attractive to see, you know, someone doing their thing and being good at it. And you're like, oh. Like, this is a whole new world I I don't know anything about, but I kind of want to know more. Do you know who Esther Perel is? I don't think so. Esther Perel is a psychologist. She's very popular. She's like French. She's an older lady. She's got a really popular podcast. And she talks to couples. 
Yeah. And we even have a book here in the house called Mating in Captivity. Oh, I've heard of her book. You've heard of that one? Yeah. Yeah. So she, what you said here triggered this thought. What she says is, this is kind of off topic. When a couple is doing their work all day and they're performing at their best, then they come home and they're tired and they're drained from all that mm -hmm. hard work that they did. Generally, you're kind of, I don't know if she says you're at your worst, but you're down from that like peak. Right. So you come home and your partner sees you as the drained, I worked all day, I'm tired, I'm annoyed, I'm hungry person. Yeah. And she says that is one of the reasons why it can go sour in relationships or why things start to kind of fizzle mm -hmm. is because your partner only sees you at that low point in the day. But if they ended up seeing you when you were doing your work, you could recreate some of that desire. You kind of see like you start to become attracted to them again. So mm -hmm. she says, I don't think that she was giving like a tip or you take should, your wife to work day. Yeah. Take your wife or take your husband <laughs> or take your wife to work day. But that triggered that because you said that you saw me in my element and you're saying that that was attractive to you. And, and, and well, I was in my element. I was just mm -hmm. like in this thing, which I've done a million times. Right. It was just like another day for you. But I'm like, oh, what an interesting job. And like, and I at the time had no idea like who or what you did really. But it intrigued me to see like that spark in you. So yeah, that was probably the initial thing that drew me to you. And then, you know, after we went on our first date, like we just had so much to talk about. It felt just like easy to talk. Easy. Mm -hmm. And we each had an easy time opening up to each other, I think. There's some people you feel safe with. And I feel like we felt that. Also, yeah. I will say like, this doesn't really have to do with attraction, but just when you start dating someone who know someone that you view in a high respect. Like for example, like Jessica viewed you so high and I think she, the same for me. So it's almost like we're both like, oh, we're like on the same level of like, we're both good people, hopefully. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Because you have that connector of, you know, a human who yeah. adores both of you. Yeah, it's a warm introduction. It definitely makes it easier to trust, I think. Yeah. It's funny too, because I have clients who say, because, you know, I'm always pushing the clients to go approach women. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, the trip, is that how you met your girlfriend? You're telling us to like go online and approach and is that how you met your girlfriend? And no, the answer is, is no, that's not what we did. But I have gone out, I have done approaching, I have done online dating mm -hmm. and all of those things. And what I say to guys is when you're going out and approaching a woman, so Megan, this is, I've said this to you before. One of the hardest things a guy can do is mm -hmm. just go and- I can't imagine. So scary. It's very scary. Yeah. Especially if you don't have any background in it mm -hmm. and you just go and try to do it. It's frightening. So if you can do that, that will more than enough prepare you for yeah. a moment that we had. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, the more you put yourself in situations like that, it's just going to make it easier for you to one day like- find that one connection that really does click. You've done it enough where you're like, you're comfortable enough then. Yeah. And so when those, those that one was like a, it just kind of got handed out to us. Yeah, we, we got lucky. We didn't try to do it, mm -hmm. but we were both single. I was looking for sure. Like I was, my eyes were open. 
Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, to me, it wasn't. We both were on dating apps when we started dating too. No, I was off dating apps. No, you were off dating apps. When we started dating? When we started dating, I mean, I don't know about you. I was off. I just. I think I still had them downloaded. I don't think I was actively seeking them though. Oh, okay. I deleted them two weeks before I met you. Fate. That's how it is. <laughs> my, my, I was I was ready and prepared. Yeah, no, I deleted them. It wasn't a for good thing. I just was taking a break. Yeah. I was on them for a while. I went on a bunch of dates and just. It was preparing you for me. I guess that's just what happened. <laughs> that's just what happened. I, I feel that with the online dating stuff, it's very easy to let that be the only way to meet women mm-hmm. or men. And so I felt like I was doing it so much for those past, I don't know, three, four months before I met you that I wanted to get more outside of mm-hmm. I don't know, the comfort zone, so to speak, or just like an opportunity like that. Like that, I think it would have happened anyways if I was in the dating apps, but it definitely lend itself more because I was more about, okay, time to get back to meeting women in person. Right. When I'm out and about in the world, like who is around that could be potential Yes. Partner. Yeah. So anyways, back to kind of what I was saying before is I think it is really important for you to still do cold approaches and all that stuff because even if you don't do that and you have a moment where we met, it could still be kind of nerve wracking. Oh, yeah. Like you're, you're going to be like, oh, okay, here's this opportunity and you're, you're just kind of nervous because you just don't have any experience talking to women mm-hmm. and you only get those serendipitous moments few and far between. So think about how prepared you're going to be for that. And that's what happened with us. So, okay. We went on a little bit of a tangent. So you were saying things that you were attracted to. Was there anything that you were unattracted to? No, I don't think so. I was perfect. You were perfect. (laughs) Or anything that, okay, let me actually, there's a better way to ask this question. Was there anything that was a yellow flag I don't think there was any yellow flag. Not even one. Like, oh, something. I mean, let me think, but. I'm really trying to push you here. I know. I'm not I afraid. Should, I should this have come raw. in with some yellow flags ready. <laughs> but I'm trying to think. No, I mean, it was like we started going on dates. And like soon after that, like I remember like we were both out with our own friends, which was awesome because I'm like oh he has like so many friends and like that's awesome and I was with my friends and then like we all combined forces and like that was fun I'm like oh it's like you know a whole nother group of people and I think it's important to be with someone that has that community of people around them too you know especially if friendship is important to you personally you want that in your partner too yeah and you really have that it's like you're such a good friend to your friends and I think that's like such a good quality. So that's a green flag, okay. <laughs> not a yellow flag. Okay. No, that's um, fair. I don't think there was any yellows. Okay. Yeah. I remember we, <laughs> we ended up another sort of interesting situation was that in between our first and second date, we just happened to be going to the same club. Yep. I don't know. It's funny. Part of me thinks, wow, that's so random. But also, I don't know how many clubs are there that's popular. But like, I feel like I wasn't really doing like a lot of clubs at the time. So it wasn't like a normal 
thing for me to be like, oh yeah, you know, it's Saturday night. I'm going to this club. Like that wasn't a normal Saturday night for me. Like, so I think that's what makes it more serendipitous is that neither of us, that was like our normal hangout spot. That is true. I don't buy bottles at clubs unless it's like a bachelor party or something like that. Mm -hmm. And this was a night where my friend was in town yeah, and all of us just happened to get together and we're all like, oh, let's go to the basement. Oh, let's buy a bottle. And we was drinking and having fun. And then I texted you and you said, I'm going here. I said, I'm going there. So crazy. And so we met there. Yeah, that's when you met some of my friends. And yeah, so okay. So let's move forward a little bit in time. Then three months later or four months later, we ended up becoming more exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, the conversation of us becoming exclusive. Oof. It was a little cringe. Because, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. It's, you can only be so smooth with that conversation when you're 34 years old. I think like Max was bringing it up to me and I was like, is he trying to break up with me right now? Like, and like we both were not <laughs> communicating well. And it was like, I was taking it as like, he was trying to ask where I stood and where I saw it going. And for some reason in my brain, I'm like, oh, is he trying to like, create space between us like oh maybe he doesn't want to progress i was trying to create a moment and it did not translate well (laughs) i know i had to really put it out there it's funny is because now i i look back at that and go okay i know what i'm gonna done that's so what could you have done (laughs) i don't exactly remember what i said i know it was just kind of like a jumble of words but what i would have done differently is i would have probably just said to you hey i just want to let you know i'm not seeing anyone else right now i don't know if you are but yeah. I don't feel like I want to see anyone else and I just want to see you. Boom. Boom. That would have been it. Super clear. Love it. <laughs> like, and that's what I tell coaching clients. Like, that's what you say. Maybe you needed that experience to be a better coach. Uh, maybe I did. I mean, you only have so many moments in your life right. where you ask someone to be exclusive with you. And it feels like such a high school thing to be like, will you be my girlfriend? I know. And you say that when you're in your high school even in your 20s and when you get to your 30s although you were in your 20s yeah when i asked you it does feel a little strange but then that that's the way you say it yeah is you just say i don't want to see anyone else i'm not seeing anyone else and yeah but yeah we both were on the same page i think it was just we needed to be clear in our in our goals and our communication yes yes so that was about four months in then we ended up moving in two weeks before COVID. Yeah, which was actually earlier than we planned because COVID hit and the lockdown hit. And you were like, I was already spending all my time here anyways. You're like, just come now. Yeah. Come move in now. So how how far was that? It was like a year and a half? After dating, we we moved in like mid-March. Of 2020, but we started dating August 18. Yeah, so we were like together almost a year and a half. A year and a half. Before we moved in. Which, uh, yeah, no, that was like, I think it, it was perfect timing. I think it was too. I mean, we were spending a lot of time together regardless. I was here a lot. Yeah. But I think it was good. Yeah. So then. You had like the time to live alone, which I think is is kind of nice. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Because before that, I was always either living with the girl. Mm-hmm. Or with a roommate. I, there was times where I was, actually, that's not necessarily true. I was traveling a lot and that was alone time. But mm-hmm. but then fast forward is, it was my first time living in my own place. 
Right. You were kind of that settling down price. for the first time in your home. Yeah. So. Which is crazy because like right when we started dating is when you got this condo. Mm-hmm. I remember that so clearly. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, oh, like this is great. But like you had not really had like a home base for so long leading up to that. Yep. Yeah. Because I was traveling. I was, what do they call A digital nomad. Sounds fun. I was a digital. It was fun. I was a digital ma- nomad minimalist. Yeah, he had like three shirts. Yeah. And one I, was the deep scoop. Was the, one of them was a the deep scoop. <laughs> I really enjoyed that time. That was cool. It's funny. Now, as you know, we live together. I'm not a minimalist. Well, yeah. that's what happens when you get a home, I think. Yeah, you just put things in places. I look around. It's funny because uh, when uh, Brandon, my brother, when he came over, I don't know, a couple months ago, and I was showing him just like something new that I bought, he goes, so you're not really a minimalist anymore, are you? I'm like, I started laughing. I was like, yeah, no, that's that's done. It wasn't going to be forever. <laughs> yeah, but it was just because I was traveling around. I always wanted to do that. I wanted to experience traveling with just everything that I owned. I mean, I did have a little storage space with a couple of things, mm-hmm. like winter clothes and things like that. But Yeah, it's a cool experience. It was. It was cool. Okay, so what else? So then you moved in. And, and when COVID hit, it was like full togetherness 24 7 yeah that was so strange because so strange because it was covid so we we would get were locked groceries in. delivered you know the whole thing it was a, really a test of the relationship it wasn't just like oh you're moving in and it was fun though we night. had so much quality time it was great well you were out there in the living room dancing i would move all the furniture and host live classes in the yep. living room i was in this office which looked completely different mm-hmm. doing coaching and recording podcasts and what was really cool is you came and you made the place better you designed i think the place was already pretty designed but you came in and added a lot more flavor Mm -hmm. you know as a female you kind of come in and go yeah this is gonna we're gonna it was pretty you know masculine when i moved in yeah well and when you're living in a space i think it was a bachelor pet right exactly and you know, we just needed to add some warmth and some feminine touches to it. Yes. Which we did. Well, we did. But would you consider the place feminine? Oh, no, not at all. It's definitely so. like, it's a balance. You neutralized it a little bit. Yes, I which, neutralized it. Which is fine. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's It feels great. like both of our homes now. Yes. It's funny because it, when you think like feminized it, like, oh, there's pink everywhere now. I put, I put <laughs> That's funny. pink there, lace everywhere. There is actually <laughs> pink or blush 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 velvet curtains curtains but i thought that was cool well because the walls are dark and everything's like navy and dark yeah so the blush kind of just softens it a little yeah the juxtaposition of the black walls Mm -hmm. with then like it looks it looks like you're in a boutique hotel it does yeah it's a vibe yeah it's definitely a vibe but what was cool was my office was a shit show It was terrible. It was it, it was functional. It was just like it was, it was a confused functional. room. It was the uh, room did not know what its purpose was. No, the worst feng shui. So the windows were completely covered up with soundproofing. With soundproofing because I didn't have this mic that we're talking into now. So soundproofing foam, and then I had this really high desk to mm-hmm. match what I once had was a big TripAdvice logo, and it was a high desk so I could match the height of the TripAdvice logo when I was filming videos. Right. And that was it. And then the the walls are just painted white. That's how it is. The ceiling is painted black. So that was cool. But 
as much as the ceiling is painted black and it looks cool, that didn't help. That no, didn't, yeah. it didn't work. It still didn't, like, it looks cool now. Now you're like, oh, cool. The ceilings are black right. because of how you came in and you go, well, I don't think you came in. I think I just, and I was like, you got to help me with this. Right. I'm like, we need to make this room functional in another way that isn't just like you making videos in here. Yes. So we got you a new desk. We bought a pullout couch that can function as a guest room now. So we can move the desk. It can become like a full guest bedroom if we need to. We added a couch. So now that's where I can mm-hmm. sit. And... He can like take his calls there and mm-hmm. it's warmer now, you know? Yeah, it's nice. Remove the soundproofing. Got we some new curtains in added here. the curtains in from the bedroom where we ended up replacing it with the velvet blush ones. And and then we added a mirror in here. The anyway, mirror and the bookshelves. The point is, is that now it's not like I dreaded coming in here before. It's just kind of like, oh, this is my workspace. But now I'm like, oh, it feels good in here. Mm-hmm. And I like started, I got him on candles. So I'll be like, do you want me to light your candle to, you know, get the ambiance good in here while you're working today? And so now he's into candles. I'm now too. addicted to candles. It gives it a good, like warm energy, you know? And you walk in here and it's because uh, girls know. love candles. Let me just say most of them girls can't love, speak for all, but girls love candles. I never, I never had that. That was never a thing. I know. And it's not, it sounds really feminine. But it's really not. No, it's not. It's just a candle lit. It creates like an ambiance. It creates an ambiance and it smells nice. Yeah. It's got a nice scent. How are we liking this 1985? I like it. Yeah, you're finished with it. Mm-hmm. I'm still sipping. So yeah, you moved in. You helped decorate the place a little bit to make it more for both of us. So you didn't feel like you were in just a complete bachelor pad. Mm-hmm. And that was cool too, because you came in and everything you wanted to change, I was like, oh, that's great. Like, yeah. I don't think I ever you had were very a, open. It was very open. But do you think that it's nice? I'm not open to all design. Right. It's like, I like I was saying earlier, we kind of do have similar tastes. We do. I think we both know what looks good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do this for clients. I help them pick out. I'm not a photographer by any means. Mm-hmm. I know a good photo when I see it. So I help yeah. clients pick out the photographer that they're going to use because there's a lot of bad photographers out there for their dating profiles. Mm-hmm. So I like to think that I do have a good eye for what looks, but I can't create it. I can't yeah. always create it. Like if you give me a blank canvas or a blank home, I didn't. It doesn't I, naturally come to you. No, I, I would have no idea what to do. But then when I see someone do something, I could be like, that is freaking cool. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. Totally. I'm trying to think of what you did in the home where I, did. I was like, oh, I would never have thought the of that. Blush velvet curtains. Well, yeah, sure. The blush velvet curtains. What else? There was. Um, oh, I painted the bathroom. That was a COVID project. You painted the bed. Ba- yeah, you painted Vanity. the cabinets. Ah, and you painted them dark. Mm-hmm, but I put like pretty knobs on. You put the gold knobs on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So living together has been great. Let's talk about this. Different topic here. How do we deal with conflict? Well, we're lucky. We haven't had many fights. Right. I think like. We never really had any fight, have we? No, we never let it like escalate to anything. We're pretty like good at communicating. Yeah, I will like, say something fuck? that's been like super helpful in our relationship is like if I'm having some sort of turmoil, <laughs> which can happen, you know, 
you know, I'm going through something and I'll say, you know, like, I know you're upset. Do you want to like vent to me? Like, do you want space? Like he always asks me like what I need in that moment, because a lot of times like, you know, you're going through something and you need different things. Sometimes you want to talk it out to someone and just like let them hear you. And then sometimes you're like, no, I just need like an hour of time to like be by myself and like work through these thoughts. And that's something that you have taught me in our relationship is asking what your partner needs in that moment, you know, because sometimes like when you're upset, like you don't need unsolicited advice in that moment. Like you just want to vent or maybe you do need advice and you're good about asking that. Like, do you want advice from me? Like, do you want me to try to solve this problem with you or do you just want like me to hear what you have to say or whatever it is? I think that is one of the big things that has led us because in those moments of like tension, like if I'm upset about something and it could be not related to the relationship at all, but like if someone then tries to come at me and be like, this is what you should do, that could create more conflict between me and you then because I'm like, well, I don't need your advice right now. I don't need that opinion right now. Like I really just need you to support me in my feelings in this moment. And so I think that communication is so important. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, sometimes I forget to do that and then I get reminded in the moment Mm -hmm. where I don't see you and go, okay, I'm going to, I know what to do. I'm going to immediately ask her, (laughs) like, you know, you forget and I just kind of talk to you and then, but then it hits me. I go, okay, she's not responding to me. (laughs) She's being very slow to respond. And then I go, oh, she's processing. You know what? Mm -hmm. Probably not good time to talk. And in the past, and like past relationships or when I was younger, mm-hmm. I might see that and go, she's mad at me. Yeah. She's upset with me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, well, I want to solve this right now. Right. No, we're going to talk about this. We should talk about this. Or I take it personally. And now just because we've done this so much, right. I never take it personally anymore. I go, oh, wait a second. I th- I'm saying to myself, I go, I think she needs space. Mm-hmm. And I ask you, she needs space. You say Yes. And then that's it. There's literally no more words. I don't say anything. I just, I get up yeah. and I go. And then I'll see you a couple hours later. Yeah. And. Usually I'm ready to talk by then. And then you're fine. <laughs> yeah. You're fine. Or... I definitely am a processor. So I think like once you learn that about me, I think that's probably when it kind of clicked like, oh, you know, do you need space? Yeah. And I think that's been like one of the biggest Biggest things for me, because in other relationships, I didn't have that. And it kind of made me feel like, oh, like I'm this crazy human who like needs to process their feelings and emotions for X, Y, and Z long. And I feel like it makes me feel more understood. Yeah. And I think that's just what happens when you go through relationships is you learn how the other person processes their feelings, their emotions, and, and then you can communicate about what's going on. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we definitely do that pretty well. You say I never get stressed. You are good at not letting your stress get to you. Yeah, don't let it affect the relationship, that's for sure. And I don't come to you and I don't puke out all my emotions on you. No, that's one thing I'll say like, I'll be like, you never get stressed. And then you'll be like, you know, like things do stress me out, but like, everything is going to be okay. And we can handle anything that comes. And I think that's like such a hard way to look at things, but you are very optimistic. Yeah. 
And I also use other tools to process my stuff. Yeah. I don't use you. I don't want to use you. That's not the role I want for you in your life or my life. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe once in a while, of course, you know, I might say something where I'm maybe a little stressed out, but it's just like rare. Yeah. Because I feel like our relationship, I want to treat a relationship as more sacred. Yeah. And, and by the way, you can do that whenever you want. You can do it on I know me. I'm like reflecting. I'm like, oh God, do I put too much? No, I'm fine. <laughs> I can handle it. And I would let you know that. If, yeah. you, if you said something to me, if you were, you don't constantly do it. You're yeah, not, I was going to say, I guess I don't do it that much. You so. know, you don't. I mean, every once in a while you're stressed, but it's fine. You're also not, I wouldn't consider you a pessimistic person. No, yeah. You know, you're not know. just a bunch of negative energy walking around. You're <laughs> just a human who gets stressed out and and whatever. And when you do, you do. But you also don't, I know you don't tell me everything and you don't process everything with me. No, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of stuff that you go through and you'll tell me like a week later and then I'll be like, what? Yeah. What was that? I was like, oh, you'll hold things in yeah, and do your own little, whatever you're doing inside your mind. <laughs> and then you'll let me know, <laughs> you know, days later that something happened mm-hmm. and I'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Just how it is. But- yeah, so I think it is a very good sign, obviously, that we don't fight. Yeah, I agree. I or mean, at least get to points of disrespectful. Right. Arguments. I think that's so big is just knowing that we don't want to disrespect each other. So like trying to understand each other as best as possible. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And we're both very different. So. Yeah. What's funny because you've said in the same hour that we're very different, but there's also a lot of things about us right. that connect. But that's the whole, that's what a relationship, that's right. What, right? It's like, that's what a relationship is. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be the same person. Mm-hmm. And that's what you like about the person. Right. But you're going to hopefully share things. It's like, thank God we have, in my opinion, have the same flavor of food. I know, likes. that's important. If you were a vegan, oh my gosh, please don't go vegan ever. I just love steak and burgers. Even tonight, how funny tonight we made, we are like, okay. <laughs> we're trying to do plant-based like once a week. Yeah. Just, once or twice. Just reduce meat a little bit. And then we made the vegetarian. It was good, but. It was very good. But then we had chicken pot stickers. Right. So, it went oh, with we the can't meal. get away from it. We can't get away from it. We didn't need the pot stickers, but it was like a nice addition. So It was Asian and we had. It was good. You got to put the Asian flavors together. It made mm-hmm. sense. We should get vegetable pot stickers and then we won't have this problem. And I'm down with that. The vegetable pot sticker is a good pot sticker. Mm-hmm. They're all great. It doesn't have to be chicken, but it was delicious. It was. So let's talk about rolls for a second. Mm-hmm. I think this is an interesting thing. And I think it's interesting to share on the podcast. We were talking about this earlier and I did mention to you that we would talk about it yeah. on the podcast. So here we are. So rolls. We each have roles in this mm-hmm. relationship, mainly because we live together. Right. Obviously, I don't. That's like really when the roles came to fruition. Yeah. Like, who's going to take out the garbage? You. I'm, <laughs> I take out the garbage. He does. I'm very appreciative of that. It's no problem. It's the only housework I do. I do it sometimes. I hope you know. I don't know. When you're in here, hold away, doing whatever you do. <laughs> I literally think that I'm the one who takes it out every time. No, I have, I do like maybe once a week, like really? once it gets to that point. Yeah. 
Well, good. Yeah, just wanted you to know that. <laughs> I mean, to just to just sit there, I mean, that's good. Just to sit there and be like, well, he has to do it, and it's full. Well, and, and especially if it, I'm like trying to like do things around the house, and I'm like, the garbage is overflowing. It's time to go out so I can continue right. doing the things I need to do. You don't knock on the office door while I'm doing coaching calls, right? And say that'd be a little crazy, but trip. But yeah, our, our roles, they have developed. Yeah, it was not a right away thing. No, it wasn't. I, I was, let's talk about that, how yeah. it kind of developed. So I was working way more full time when I moved in here. And when COVID hit, my job became very stressful for me. And I was very anxious. I think just being stuck at home and, and feeling like when you're running a program and you're in charge of people... I felt like there was no downtime and so much was weighing on my shoulders and I had to be on call for everyone at any moment of the day. Like it got to a point for me where I was no longer enjoying my passion, which is dance. And with that, I took a step back from that director role and moved into a more part-time position at my studio. So I still am doing the dance, but way less hours and way less responsibility than was before. And that kind of came about after having many conversations. And he kind of laid it out for me like, you know, I can support this household financially and you can run this household as far as like, you know, running the household, whatever that takes. We kind of fast forwarded marriage. (laughs) Kind of. I mean, we knew we were going to get married, so it was fine. Actually, this conversation might have been, was it before we were engaged? Might have been um, after. It might have been. I don't remember. Right after we got engaged. Because you stopped working mm-hmm. the March after. Yeah. It was a little bit before. So yeah. I knew that was going to It was a buildup. And then it was like. Yeah. You know, you were kind of like, I really just want you to be happy. And like, I don't feel like you are happy right now in your position. And I kind of reflected on that and we kind of came up with what would make sense. You know, I would be doing all of the household chores, (laughs) roles, cooking, cleaning, cleaning, shopping, organizing, organizing. yeah, Yeah, all that. Yeah. So we kind of fast forward it. I would not, by the way, this is disclaimer. First of all, I do not recommend this to any guy that is you know, 100% certain you're like close to getting engaged. Yeah. Know that she is going to, because if you play a house before you guys are married, then you might you, be sending the wrong message. Well, what if you break up? Mm-hmm. Disaster. Well, even as like a <laughs> woman, like, you know, a lot of women today are like, I want to be this financially independent person. And which, you know, is great, right? Who doesn't want that? But when you are in a relationship and, you know, for us, it kind of lent itself to this and it's somewhere where I feel like we both feel comfortable now. I think it's, I still struggle with it at times because I know we're not married and I'm like, well, if we broke up yesterday or tomorrow, (laughs) if we broke up tomorrow, I would be without a home working a part-time job as a dancer, which if you know a dancer's salary, it's not great. And 
I would kind of be picking up and starting all over again in that sense of it. So I feel like the only reason we're able to be in this situation that we are now is because we trust each other and we do see ourselves being together for the long run and we know we're going to be married. So we're kind of just like, why don't we move into this as it feels natural to us? I have a client right now that he is already financial he's been dating a girl for a couple months and they don't even live together and he's like financially supporting her wow terrible uh yeah i mean (laughs) that's not i think that's a little too soon well also it's like why for what reason it's not fair it's not fair like what is he getting out of it like to keep her around it's a nice guy move so what we are doing is we are just fast forwarding I mean, it's interesting. Even you said it felt kind of funny because it's like, well, we're not married yet. We don't even have kids yet. Mm -hmm. This feels funny to do this. And I had to kind of reinforce. It's like, well, we are getting married. Yeah, we will be. I mean, and we've had to have along the way multiple conversations like that, because even, you know, I'll have my moments where I'm like, oh, like I want to be doing this, this and this and like wishing I could have like my own money to be like, to go buy this or well, whatever. You, you do make some money. Let's be clear. I do, Let's yeah. be clear I do make money. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You do. I don't just you, you, do housework. Yeah. You're a part-time dancer. Right. And it does take up a lot of my time, but you know, I'm not doing a job that would support me on my own right, right now is right. the main thing. And so that is the hard part when, you know, I have those moments of like, I should be doing more like, I have those meltdowns and we always have those check-ins and then I'm like, okay, like it is okay. Yeah. I have to remind you that you are bringing a lot of value to this home. I'm working all day. I'm doing this, literally what I'm doing right now, podcasts, videos, I'm coaching five to seven hours a day. And if you weren't here, I would be paying someone I remember when you moved in, I was ordering the foods that you, they get delivered and you just put in the microwave. It was like, but it was like the healthy right. version of that. Yeah. It's like, but you're here and it's, I know like when, when we talk about it, it sounds unromantic, but this is real life. This is realistic. This is yeah. what happens. You're, you're cohabitating with a partner. Mm-hmm. It's not just all romance all the time. Like you're running a household. Right. Whether both people are working or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's good to get on the same page with that. So you offer a lot of value in the sense where, great, like you're making food and I have that and things are clean. So when I'm working all day and I come out and the place is clean and there's like a great meal ready and, and that's fantastic. And It's very old school. It It is. But it's funny because I will I don't say know, my like- My parents did it. I guess that is old school. Your parents kind of did it. Yeah, kind of. I think like- It's interesting because I chose a profession knowing like I'm following a passion. I wasn't choosing my career to be like the moneymaker. You know, I knew that I was going to hopefully dance professionally, build a career in dance, but that was never going to be like a sustainable, full salary position my whole life. Right. At times, yes. But it comes and goes in that industry. And that's just kind of, unfortunately, the way it is. So in my head, you know, I I never really pictured myself in this position, but I always thought like, what if I did meet someone and I didn't have to feel so much pressure 
to have multiple jobs to provide for myself. So in a way, it's like, was I needing this all along? I was just too stubborn to look for it or try to get it. I knew I wanted a lifestyle like this Mm -hmm. where my wife would be more at home taking care of the kids and I'd be working. Like that is something that I wanted to create and the opportunity just came early. Yeah. And call it traditional. And by the way, this is not advice. Yeah. Uh, whatever people, it, it doesn't work for everybody. Whatever and... people want to do. But yeah, no, I, I think that what we've created is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's the advice that I would give based on this to guys getting into relationships is just know what kind of lifestyle you want. Yeah. And be clear in what it is. So then when you get into a relationship, not even a relationship, really, like when you're dating somebody. Yeah. You can say, hey, this is what I want. Talk about those non-negotiables, you know what Talk I mean? Talk about those non-negotiables, which is is another thing we did. We're, um, yeah, we've been talking here for a while, so we can probably cut it soon because this, yeah. is, this is longer than most episodes that I do. But I told you, it went by fast, didn't it? It goes very fast. It goes very fast. So I think we talked about everything I wanted to talk about. Megan, Great. thanks for being on here. Oh my gosh, I did it. You did it. Thanks for having me. You did me. it. 600 episodes later and and the perfect setup to do so. So thanks for doing it. Thank you. Do you want people to follow you on Insta? It's funny because then I have guests. I'm like, oh, where can they find you? Where's your website? <laughs> do you want people to follow you on Instagram? Or? Sure. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Well, if you want, you can follow her. It's Meg. What is it? I think it's Megan D. Bernier right now. Megan D. Bernier. Yeah. So we'll put that in the show notes. You guys can follow her and see what she's up to. Most of it is dance and pictures of me. (laughs) That's right. And that's what we're doing. All right. Signing off. Good night. Good night. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope that was fun as much as it was for me and Megan. All right. See you on the next episode.